Welcome to Week 15 Podcast. Here, fantasy football season is now. We aren't just trying to make the playoffs. We're here to win them. Week 15 listeners, what is up? We are four weeks into this NFL season, and uh, we're already seeing some some crazy stuff. Every year, you can guarantee one thing, and that it, that's the fact that uh, it's not going to go exactly how we thought it was going to happen pre-draft. <laughs> We've got quite a bit um, of guys that are not producing, quite a bit of surprises. Um, we're going to get into all that. Uh, bye weeks. This is the first week. We've had some buys. The Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers are on buy this week. Tyler, before we get any further into this, I want to talk about my win. Uh, so life has been crazy for me over the last couple months. Um, my business uh, had a subscription box that kind of uh, fizzled out, kind of fizzled out in August, which was really hard. Um, and I had to do some different things. I ended up going back to teaching. I got a job at Howard Elementary. And uh, man, it has been the easiest of transitions as far as school goes, getting back into teaching. Um, I have an awesome class. My class is really, really good. Uh, and, and so they've just kind of made my life easier and uh, they're fun to be around. I look forward to getting back in there every day. Um, I'm just very thankful uh, for such a smooth process. My sister actually teaches at this school. Um, I reached out to her and she's like, okay, I'll have my principal call you today. And he did. And then uh, I went in like the next school day and uh, it just, it couldn't have been easier. I know God had a hand in it. Um, and man, I just, my class is awesome. My, I love my class and I've just had a really, really good time hanging out with them. And uh, uh, they've made getting back into teaching um, easy and they've made uh, this career change um, very, very, uh, very, very smooth. Much easier than I thought it was going to be. My win for the week is that um, the team that I help coach, the football team, Eastern High School, we got a big victory last Friday night over Tri-Central, uh, 31-7. to Going into a big week this week, Johnny, I know that um, you and I um, ended one of our football seasons with a loss to Sheridan. Uh, we get to play them this week, so a lot of preparation this week going into a, a big game on Friday for uh, senior night, so... Big win, looking to uh, get another one this Friday. Nice, nice. Are you a fan of unique handcrafted treasures? Look no further than our own woodworking and collectibles business. At the studio at Benchtop Designs, we specialize in creating exquisite woodworking pieces and have found collectibles that will captivate your imagination. Each item is meticulously crafted with a passion and attention to detail, making them truly one of a kind. From stunning wooden furniture to custom-made pieces, our collection showcases the beauty of available materials and the artistry through craftsmanship. Whether you're looking to add a touch of elegance to your home or searching for the perfect gift, our woodworking and collectibles are sure to impress. Visit our website at www.benchtopdesigns.studio and visit our inspiration gallery to explore our wide selection of handcrafted treasures from our family of satisfied clients. The studio at Benchtop Designs, where craftsmanship meets artistry. Got to start off this uh, segment by saying, dang it, Ray. Dang it, Ray. Uh, Ray Molinex, I had him beat last night. 
Uh, I was excited to get on here and talk about how I'm three and one in one of our listener leagues. But Ray Mullinex had Seattle's defense going against the Giants, and they put up 29 points, and he beat me by two. He needed 29 points from Seattle's defense, and he got it. <laughs> Dang it, Ray. So I am now 2-2 two and two in uh, the second league of the Week 15 podcast listeners. Um, in that league, I see David Hazley in Tomb Squad, still 4-0, mad respect. Um, team Weinman from Eli Weinman is three and one and David Moore is three and one. So there's your top three in that league. Uh, the top score in that league, I believe is David Hazley, who's number one with 563. Let me double check that. Yes, he is the leading scorer. Absolutely killing it. David, keep work, keep up the good work. Uh, and then listener league number one. I don't know why I always do them in reverse like that. It's all right. It just happens. Um, league number one, Anthony Romano is still 4-0. Pretty impressive. Uh, now you see D, Justin Genzik is 3-1. and one, And I believe he is leading the league in scoring with 400, or sorry, 543. Double check that. See if anything changed last night. Yeah. He is still leading the league in scoring with 543. He's at 3-1. I Hate Kickers, your boy Tyler Harnish here, is also 3-1 in that league. So your top three. Uh, clear. It's it's even league, man. One, two, three, four, five teams are 2-2. Two two. The way the playoffs work is the top eight make it. So you want to be getting to it. Uh, we don't have anybody winless. In League One, uh, I don't think we have anybody winless in League Two either. Correct. All right, so everybody's got a win under their belt. We're moving forward. Uh, it's good stuff. Enjoy. I'm enjoying having these leagues with you guys, even when you beat us with throwing advice. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm ready to talk about the heroes and zeros of this week. Uh, I also want to make an apology for ever saying that Christian McCaffrey was not the 101. <laughs> dude is just incredible christian mccaffrey 46.7 points but when he touches the ball he it just he's he's not playing on the same level as everybody else he's, he's just different he's man. just different did you see the play where he like just casually jumped over a dude yep just casually just hurdles a human being and runs in for a touchdown the just, thing that sticks out to me is how well his receivers block blocked for him 15 yes. 20 25 yes. yards down the field yes we're, we're, we're when we get to zeros i have to bring up debo but He's a great player on your team. I mean, he played the whole game. I think he had a couple of carries, but he made some blocks for Christian McCaffrey. Where I'm like, give the man some fantasy points yeah. for that. Like, yeah. that was too good. It's too good. Uh, another hero I have, Josh Allen, repping out 36.5 points. Again, he just kind of looked like he was on a different level, too. Playing against a team that just scored 70, he said, look what I can do. Uh, he looked fantastic against the Dolphins. Uh, and then I got a hero that we talked about pre-draft. Guys that I really liked, David Montgomery. Yep. Scored three times. Yep, 32.1 touchdowns. Pretty much played the role that we said he was going to play. Uh, took him a few weeks to get going. I know he was banged up. Um, but now he's uh, looking like the David Montgomery that we were predicting in our top 30s. Give me give me some uh, heroes you got, Tyler. I just want to take us back in time to episode one. Uh, I knew this was coming. I have him on my list, too. Go ahead. Michael Wilson of oh, the okay. Arizona yes, yes. Cardinals. I told you Very guys true. he was one of my absolute favorite receivers coming into an offense that's going to have to throw the ball all the time. Josh Dobbs looks 
very looks fine. Very, dude. very serviceable. Yeah. Michael Wilson scores two touchdowns. Um, he scored uh, 26.6 points in uh, fantasy this past week. And, Johnny, he is rostered in 1.4% of leagues. That is wild. I assume we'll be hearing you talk about him on your waiver wire here in a minute. Yes, sir. See, I thought you were going to hit me with the AR-15 stuff. Uh, I know I was very negative on him pre-draft, um, and I was not super thrilled the Colts took him, and I was hating on him in episode one. Uh, but 29.6 points. Dude, he looks good. My prediction on Anthony Richardson looks to be coming to true. I predicted that he would be a top 12 quarterback and currently sitting at number 12, and he's played one less game than most of these guys, so... I really like that prediction right now. Another guy I want to talk about is Nico Collins. Yep. Had a great game. CJ Stroud might also be the truth. Dude, absolutely. He is putting up numbers. No interceptions. 151 throws. No interceptions. Never been done by a quarterback before. Nico Collins and Tank Dell both look good. It's kind of like a, a it's kind of like one or the other at this point. So that's kind of tough for us fantasy managers. Um, but Nico Collins with another great game. I know there's always a lot of hate on Ohio State quarterbacks being able to do um, what they did in college in the NFL, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a high volume of passes. We're seeing a solid completion rate. And, uh, you know, when you look at his receiving cast compared to, you know, the difference between Ohio State receivers and the rest of college football, then you have the Texans receivers and the rest of the NFL. Like, that's a much smaller gap. Um, but he's making the most of it. Yeah. Nico Collins is making the most of his opportunity. Tank Dell looks like he's supposed to be that rookie guy that comes up as quarterback and they have all that rapport. Um, I've been super impressed with uh, uh, C.J. Stroud. This is kind of what I expected in his career, not as a rookie. I did not expect him to do that this early. He's looking fantastic. Again, 151 throws, zero interceptions, never been done before. My hat is off to you, C.J. Stroud. Nico Collins was on my hero list as well. And then the last one I want to throw out there is A.J. Brown. He made the zero list, I think, at one point. Um, been quiet, but was not quiet on Sunday. 29.5 points. Made me a happy fantasy owner. Um, yeah, the Eagles offense is just, they're solid. <laughs> uh, all right, who, who do you want to nominate for your first zero? A guy that I was uh, hyping up preseason, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I know the Patriots are just kind of a mess right now, but I, I just really expected more from him. Uh, I think that Zeke has kind of taken away part of what I told you guys that he was going to be the workhorse. So I think that has a little bit to do with it. But, man, finishing a game with 30 yards on the ground, going up against a talented Cowboys defense, but de definitely a zero this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, last week I said do not play any Patriots. And we'll get into that list here in a minute. But the highest-scoring fantasy player on the Patriots offense was Hunter Henry with 9.1, and that's PPR. Uh, so the Patriots offense, it's the struggles are real. They're in, they're in real trouble this year. Um, and I, I they pulled they pulled uh, Mac Jones to put Bailey Zappi in, which I mean didn't Bailey Zappi didn't do anything either. But yeah, there's a lot of problems over there in New England with that offense. Um, I mentioned him earlier, Debo Samuel with 0.6 points in PPR leagues. He had zero catches. His quarterback Brock Purdy went 20 for 21. The one – I watched it. The one incompletion was like a, a rushed like throwaway to the flats where he had a, a running back in the flats and he just kind of got it rid of it. So a good incompletion. A good incompletion. Um, I watched something a couple weeks ago about how uh, like Brock Purdy has been like more correct than any other quarterback. Like, like when you look at 
the reads. I mean, if you if you gave a quiz on uh, every game film and you said, okay, this was the best read, like he's made the best read, he was most correct, like through week two or whatever. Um, and obviously, he did pretty well on Sunday. Yeah, uh, twenty of twenty one. Uh, your quarterback completed twenty passes, and wide receiver one got zero of them. That, that says a lot about the quarterback, in my opinion. And the system. And the system. I am not worried one bit about Debo Samuel. I'm still starting Debo Samuel in all the leagues that I have him in. It was just interesting that it could swing like that. Um, this makes me happy for every wide receiver or every target um, for the 49ers because if they can get open, they're getting the ball. Um, I mean, wide receivers are volatile in fantasy. For sure. Um, just take Jordan Addison, for example. Yep, another he, one on my list. He's been he's been a stud all year, and he gets one target against the Carolina Panthers. Zero catches. Didn't, didn't bring it in either. Um, Chris Olave. Big, big shock there. One catch. Jameis, man. I don't know. The Saints, I, they they definitely blew it in my opinion. I mean, I thought they were at home against the Buccaneers that were struggling. I thought they were going to take care of business. That did not happen. Chris Olave getting one catch though, that's just kind of a mind blower to me. I consider him to be wide receiver one. It's not like where the 49ers were spreading it around and everybody was eating except for Debo. Like then Amari Cooper with just one catch, two point six points in fantasy. Um, I guess I didn't realize that Deshaun Watson was actually not going to play. Yeah, he was he was questionable, and the Browns kind of took the opposite approach of the Bengals. Uh, let's not throw out our franchise quarterback injured and watch him struggle. So I think they just kind of took their took their lick there, and uh, I, I think he'll be back very um, soon. Yeah, you're, I'm sure you're right. Um, another zero on my list here: Raheem Moster, after scoring 40 plus against Denver, comes back and posts 5.5, while Devon A. Chain. Scored 27. He actually wants to be called A-Chan now. Oh, that's right. A-Chan. My bad. Uh, but, yeah, he scored 27 points. Like, I think it's A-Chan season in Miami. Yeah, we'll see what they do when Wilson comes back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I assume Moster is going to keep that RB1 designation. Um, but the talent, once he gets on his side of the 50, uh, that A-Chan possesses is significant. And I think uh, he's going to get more and more touches um, as the season goes. Uh, I actually think that Jeff Wilson's return is going to affect Mostert more than it affects A-Chan yep. at this point. Um, so, yeah, I, it's been a fun ride with Raheem Mostert. Um, I picked up Devon A-Chan in the leagues that I have Mostert, and I think I'm going to make that switch starting this week. Because, uh, yeah, I can't be having 5.5s in my running back slot, and Devon, Devon A-Chan looks like he's just going to get more and more. So uh, that's it for the zeros list. Um, going to hop into some waivers here in a second. Uh, before, before I do that, I want to mention that a lot of our heroes have actually made our zero list before. So just again, fancy football, very volatile, uh, can bounce back and forth. Um, you never know. You never know. So we're never saying don't draft these people that we have on our zeros list. We're just simply bringing up guys, um, that did not do well in that specific week. But real quick, I want to talk about some guys that have scored zero rushing touchdowns through week four. Um, some big names. Some big names. I'm kind of crazy. Crazy. This list makes me crazy because before the season, I mean, some of these guys I had them uh, ranked very high, and I know you did too. Bijan Robinson, zero rushing touchdowns. And again, some of these guys might have snagged a receiving touchdown, but we're talking about rushing touchdowns right now. And Brian and Bijan Robinson's doing good things for yeah, your team. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I would. I would love to have Bijan on my team, but uh, zero rushing touchdowns so far. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Alexander Madison, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, 
Ezekiel Elliott, A.J. Dillon, Khalil Herbert, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. Zero. Zero rushing touchdowns from that list. Uh, I've got some of those guys on my team, and it's hurting. It's hurting. Uh, but, yeah, it's a crazy league. I expect those guys, you know, I almost want to play the law of averages and pick them all up and watch them get touchdowns this week. Uh, but uh, candidates. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, you know, those guys, I mean, most of those guys are, are RB1s. Um, Najee Harris is getting hit by, like, three people before he gets to line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Bijan looks great. It's a matter of time before he pops off for like three or four. Just he's a weird ad on this list. But you know, Jameer Gibbs, like we mentioned, uh, preseason, we kind of thought that David Montgomery would be the, the red zone guy. And that's what seems to be happening there. Alexander Madison just can't get right. Good grief, man. He gets all these opportunities, either fumbles them or, or does stupid things. It's frustrating to me. All right, Tyler, you ready to talk about your waivers? Let's get into it. Waiver wire pickups this week. Um, we saw Javante Williams get uh, injured with his um, hip flexor. So if he is down, you are definitely wanting to pick up Samaj P. Ryan. Um, another guy that we're looking at is Devin Singletary, who continues to get work. He almost busted a really, really big play this past Sunday. Uh, again, not somebody you're super excited to start against the Falcons, but with the running back waiver wire the way that it is, uh, you're just looking for guys that to uh, that, that are getting touches. Um, as far as wide receivers go, uh, like the guy I mentioned earlier, Michael Wilson, he continues to get more and more work um, in, a, in an offense where um, they're going to have to throw a lot. Going up against the Bengals this week, uh, Alan Lazard actually had a pretty good game uh, with Zach Wilson kind of coming into his own. So he, he is a guy you might want to look at. And then at the tight end position, Cole Komet absolutely went nuclear this past week. He is currently... Um, rostered in 68.4% of leagues. Uh, if the Bears do turn it around, uh, this is somebody who I was high on pre-draft, but the Bears have been not good so far. They're going up against a tough um, commander's defense this week. And then um, my, my guy, Zach Ertz, who just continues to catch passes. Um, so I, I know the waiver wire may seem barren, but you you want to look at matchups, who's getting um, touches. That's what we're looking for right now. Is who who is getting the opportunity? Um, and I just want to I just want to point this out. I know this isn't um, part of my normal segment, but if you are a team that is one and three, zero oh and four, like your season is not over. No, I, I see it all the time right. where where teams start off really really slow. They make a couple good waiver wire moves, maybe make a trade, and it just absolutely turns their season around. I've I've seen teams start zero and six, make the playoffs, and win leagues. So, don't be the guy that gives up, sells off his team, goes on you know autopilot for the rest of the year. Get in the trenches, fight, and you you, you can turn it around. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I'm zero and four in one of my five leagues, which is crazy to me. The injury bug has has been significant. Um, I had Nick Chubb, I had Dalvin Cook, who's not the same without Aaron Rodgers or at least not what I expected him to be. Um, Joe Burrow's my quarterback who hasn't done anything. Uh, been a rough a rough league. Again, Alexander Madison's on my team. We mentioned him has no, no rushing touchdowns so far. Um, 0-4 with some close losses. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the season ahead, like how can I still get up there and make the playoffs? It's still possible. I got to work I gotta work on it. going to have to make some waiver moves for bye weeks. Um, probably going to have to start sending out some trades to, to reform my team. But you've got time. You've got a podcast that's here to help you do it. Um, don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. You got a shot still. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're both in those situations. Uh, we're trying to claw back. 
you know, just looking at the listener leagues, um, I think it was, I mean, we had like five teams that were two and two in one league. Um, and a couple teams that are one and three, like that's, if, if you're zero and four and there's a bunch of two and two teams, that means you're two games back. That's right. And, and again, once you make the playoffs, then you have an advantage. If you're listening to the week 15 podcast, we're going to help you win those things, find the matchups that mean the most, um, during the playoffs. So hang in there. You're going to be all right. We got a long way to go. We're going to get, we're going to get you there. All right, last week I brought up five teams that I would not touch. The Commanders, the Jets, the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Bucks. The Commanders made me eat my words. They played the Eagles fantastic in Philly. I was very surprised by that, um, considering how bad things were uh, in week three against the Bills. I think this says a lot about their resiliency. I think it says a lot about the Bills' defense as well. Um, but the Commanders went into Philly. They had five different players score more than 10 points. So, boom. Big time made me eat my words. Uh, Scary Terry, who I told you to put on your bench, put up 22.6. So, hopefully you didn't listen to me on that. Um, the the other teams that I mentioned, uh, they had some guys that did okay. But, uh, like, the Jets had a couple guys score 15. The Buccaneers had, and I'm talking non-quarterbacks here, the Bucks had a, a, a 15.6. And then um, Godwin had 19.4. Um, you know, to me, that's like nothing, nothing crazy. Like I'm trying to find guys that are scoring that, uh, or better. Uh, the Ravens had Mark Andrews score 25. Nobody else really did much against Cleveland's defense. Um, other than Andrews and Lamar, Lamar's just, you know, he's looking incredible every week. The Patriots only had their highest score in fantasy was 9.1, 9.1. So they struggled big time. Um, as I look at this week, there's a couple, there's, there's three matchups that, Make me a little nervous. Um, I don't like uh, the Jaguars. I know they just won in Germany, but you know we talked about one of our earliest episodes how playing in uh, foreign countries kind of just throws off the schedule. They're exhausted. They've been there for like two weeks at this point. Um, I, I don't like the Jaguars playing against the Bills defense that has just been incredible. Number two in uh, points given up. The Bills defense is very, very good. Um, so I don't like the Jaguars this week. I don't like the Patriots against the Saints. I don't like the Raiders against the Packers with the dinged up uh, Devontae Adams. Um, and whether we see how, – how, how far out is Jimmy G? Did we look? We're going to see Aiden O'Connell again against the against the Packers. I forgot to look that up. But either one of them, I mean, they just they just let their quarterback get destroyed out there in Vegas. Uh, not really excited about that matchup against the Packers who have pretty good defense. Um, so, yeah, Patriots, Raiders, and Jaguars, I'm concerned about all players on those teams, uh, especially, I mean, obviously I'll, I'll play Devontae Adams if he's ever playing, and he might play this week, but he is a little dinged up, so I'm sure that's not going to help the offense as a whole. Um, but, yeah, some matchups I really, really, really like. I like all Lions against Carolina. Carolina's 27th in points given up. Um, and I like all Commanders against the Bears. Again, I know I told you not to play any Commanders last week. They may be my words. They're going from an Eagles defense that's one of the best in the league to the Bears, who is the one of the worst. Um, so, yeah, play your commanders this week for sure. My fun fact is one of my favorite days of the year is coming this weekend, uh, October 7th, the fall market at the Jefferson House of Flowers. Um, it's a flower shop that my wife runs. She does a fantastic job. She puts her heart and soul into this event every single year. I love getting there from uh, before the sun's up to pretty much when the sun goes down, we will be there. Um, it's awesome. There's like, I think 30 vendors or something like that. Uh, there's food trucks, there's coffee trucks. 
Um, it's just like one of those days of fall that I'm just like, yes, this is fall. It's like part of my fall every year. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite days. And so always excited about it. Um, we're ready to go. My fun fact is that I am a shoe guy. Johnny can probably speak to this. Um, I've always been a person that, um, loves to have nice shoes on my feet and uh, I've carried that into adulthood. I have too many shoes. My wife will tell you. Um, I any time that I want to get a new pair of shoes, she says, uh, I got to throw one out, got to throw a pair out if I want to <laughs> get a new pair. So I'm a shoe guy. I like to, uh, put comfort and style into my feet. Is there a brand you like better than others? I'm a Nike guy. Same, same. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, for listening to our fantasy football podcast. Hopefully we can help you and help your team, uh, get ahead throughout your season. Um, let us know post on Instagram, comment on Instagram. Let us know if uh, you've got some guys that we didn't mention. Call us out. Tell us what we're missing. We uh, we want to interact with you guys. I hope you guys have an awesome week. God bless. Fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun, fun facts. facts, fun facts, fun facts. Fun facts.